that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now through him, everything was made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. Now the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters, they sent word to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. Now Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they replied, a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back there? Jesus answered, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, and I'm going there to wake him up. But Lord, his disciples said, if he sleeps, he will get better. His disciples thought he meant natural sleep, but Jesus had been speaking to them about his death. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad I was not there for your sake, so that you may believe. But come, let us go to him. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, Let us go also, that we may die with him. Now on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus had come, she went out to meet him. Lord, she said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Well, I know he will rise again, Martha said, in the resurrection at the last day. Then Jesus declared, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Now, having said this, she then ran and called her sister Mary. Well, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was, she fell at his feet, weeping, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Once more, Deeply moved, Jesus came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone rolled in front of the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by now there is a strong odor, for he has been there for four days. But Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked toward heaven and said, Father, 
I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you have sent me. Having said this, he then called in a loud voice toward the tomb, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen with a cloth around his face. (laughs) Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the people who had come to visit Mary and her sister Martha and had seen what Jesus did, well, they put their faith in him. But some of them went to the chief priests and the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin, and from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Now, six days before the Passover feast, many of the Jews arrived in Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing. Uh, Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Now meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there, and they came, well, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. For on account of Lazarus, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. So the chief priests and the Pharisees, they made plans to kill Lazarus as well. Now, it was just before the Jewish Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and return to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God. Then he became deeply moved and troubled in spirit and said, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of the disciples, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Then leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered him, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you're about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. As soon as he had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, he will glorify the Son at once in himself. My little children... I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. Well, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, uh, <clears throat> where are you going? Jesus answered him, 
Where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. But Simon Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus said to him, will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will disown me. Three times. But do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Now, if you really knew me, you'd know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Then Philip said to him, Well, Lord... (laughs) Show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. Jesus answered him, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Now, if you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father to send you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Though the world does not know him, you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Now, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now... I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. You believe at last, Jesus said to them. (laughs) But a time is coming and has now come when you will all be scattered, each to his own home, you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Now, after Jesus said this, he prayed. And then he left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was an olive grove, and he and his disciples went into it. Now, Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, 
because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the grove guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was about to happen to him, went out and said to them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, said Jesus. Since you are looking for me, then let these men go. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. Jesus said to Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with their officials arrested Jesus. They, they, they bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the people that it would be good if one man died for the people. Then they took Jesus from Caiaphas to the house of Annas, and then from the house of Annas they took him to Pilate. Now, it was early in the morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, the Jews did not want to enter the palace. They wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate, he came out to them and said, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. We'll take him yourselves, Pilate said, and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, the Jews objected. See, this happened so that the words Jesus had spoken indicating the kind of death he was going to die would be fulfilled. So then Pilate went back inside the palace and questioned Jesus. Are you the king of the Jews, Pilate asked. Is that your own idea, said Jesus, or did others talk to you about me? <laughs> Am I a Jew, Pilate replied. It was your people and your chief priest who handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were of this world, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. So you are a king then, said Pilate. You are right in saying I am a king, said Jesus. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. <laughs> what is truth, Pilate said. Hmm? And with this he went out again to the Jews and said to them, Look, I find no basis for charges against him, but it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner during the time of the Jewish Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? But they shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in a rebellion. So Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! <laughs> and they struck him in the face. Now once more, Pilate came out and said to them, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for charges against him. Now, when Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. But they shouted back, Take him away! Take him away! Crucify him! You take him and crucify him, Pilate replied. 
As for me, I find no basis for charges against him. But we have a law, the Jews objected, and according to that law, he must die. Because he claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. And he went back inside the palace and questioned Jesus. Where do you come from? Pilate asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the ones who handed me over to you are guilty of a greater sin. Now, from then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jews kept shouting, If you let this man go, you're no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Now, when Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out, and he sat down at the place known as the stone pavement, the judge's seat. It was the day of preparation of Passover, about the sixth hour. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews, but they shouted back, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate replied? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. And so the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place known as the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. And here, they crucified him. And with him, two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate, he had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews. Near the cross of Jesus stood Jesus' mother, Mary, his mother's sister, and Mary Magdalene. Now when Jesus saw his mother standing there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here, is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that day on, this disciple took her into his home. Now later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scriptures would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A, a jar of wine vinegar was nearby, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, he said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
Now, the day on which Jesus was crucified was to be a special Sabbath. And so because the Jews did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate for permission to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers took a spear and pierced Jesus' side, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. See, these things happened so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones would be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one whom they have pierced. Now, Joseph of Arimathea was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jews. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had visited Jesus earlier at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and spices, about 75 pounds, taking Jesus' body with Pilate's permission. The two of them wrapped it in the spices with the strips of linen. This is in accordance with Jewish burial customs. Now, near the cross of Jesus was a garden, and in the garden was a new tomb in which no one had ever been placed. Since it was the day of preparation, because the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Now, very early on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene got up and went to the tomb, and she saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and she said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Simon Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked inside, but did not go in. Finally, Simon Peter arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had arrived first also went inside. He saw and believed. Now, the disciples still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. So then the disciples went back to their homes. Now, later, on that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said to them. Then he showed them his nail-pierced hands and his wounded side. Again, he said to them, peace be with you. Now the disciples <laughs> were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. <laughs> now Jesus did many other miraculous signs and wonders that are not recorded in this particular book. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. Now, I've spoken about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he was taken up after he'd given instructions to the apostles who he made chosen. To them, he presented himself alive after his suffering uh, by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and teaching about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the gift of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. 
For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And as they stood there, Watching as he went, behold, two men dressed in white appeared and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing into heaven? This Jesus, who went up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And they went up to the upper room. Now, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like a, a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together. And they were amazed and bewildered, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us in his own native language, we hear them telling the wonders of God? All were amazed and perplexed and said, But what does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. <laughs> But Peter lifted up his voice and addressed them and said, Men of Galilee and all who dwell in Judea, give ear to my words, for these men are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only nine in the morning. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show signs in the heavens above, and wonders on the earth below, blood and fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood red, before the day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. <laughs> Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty signs and wonders that God did through him in your midst to heal yourself to know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. But God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, for it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I might not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced, and my flesh also will dwell in hope. 
For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness in your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. See, but being therefore a prophet, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Having therefore been exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the gift of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the disciples, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his words were baptized. And they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul. But Saul, who was later to become known as Paul, was breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. And entering house after house, he carried off men and women and put them in prison. And Saul went to the chief priest of the Pharisees and asked them for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any there belonging to the way, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed all around him, and falling to his knees, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and go into the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. So Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him safely into the city of Damascus. Now, there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord appeared to him in a vision. Ananias, he said, Here I am, Lord, he answered. Rise and go to the street called Straight, into the house of Judas, and look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, but Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all those who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine, to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the peoples of Israel. For I will show him how much he must 
suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed, and entering the house, he laid his hands on him. (laughs) Brother Saul, he said, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. And taking food and water, he was strengthened, and right away he was baptized. And immediately, he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Christ! (laughs) Now all those who heard him were amazed, saying, What? Is this not the man who wreaked havoc of those in Jerusalem who call upon this name? And has he not come here to bring them bound to Jerusalem? But Saul increased in strength all the more and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Now, after many days, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night to kill him, but some of the disciples let him down through an opening in, the ba- in a basket through the, through the wall, and he escaped. And he approached Jerusalem and attempted to join the, the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. <laughs> but Barnabas uh, brought, him, uh, brought him to the, the apostles and explained to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus. So Saul, who later became known as Paul, went in and out among them in Jerusalem. And the church throughout all Judea and Samaria and Galilee had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It multiplied. (laughs) Now, Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become quickly alarmed or concerned from a letter or a word or a spirit appearing to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has already come. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every god or so-called god, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. The beast will be given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies, and to exercise his authority for three and a half years. He'll open his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. And he'll be given power to make war against the saints, and to conquer them. And he'll be given authority over every nation, tribe, people, and language. All the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All whose names have not been written in the book of life belong to the lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. He who has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to go into captivity. Into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, 
with the sword he will be killed. This calls for patience, endurance, and faithfulness on the part of the saints. Then I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man, with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And I saw an angel coming out of the temple. He called in a loud voice to him who was seated on the cloud. He said, take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he was seated on the cloud, swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Then I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, and him who was seated on it. And I saw the armies of God following him, dressed in white robes and fine linen, bright and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the fury of the winepress of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf with these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The rest of them were killed with the sword that came out of the mouth of the rider on the horse. And all the birds gorged themselves in their flesh. Then I saw thrones on which were seated. Those who would be given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their forehead or their hand. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now the rest of the dead did not come to life till the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Then, I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead there in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead there in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. (laughs) He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said to me, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen.